Um, welcome to the um, Delta Tech uh, Counseling Podcast. So my name is Aditi and I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. And today we have um, Tanya. Hi, Tanya. Hi, Aditi. Um, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited to speak with you. Same here. So, um, Tanya, which um, university are you going to? I'm going to start at Duke University this fall. Um, and that's in Carolina. Yeah. And what's your major? Um, I'm currently undecided, but I think I'm going to take classes on neuroscience and economics just in my first year and then kind of um, pick between those two. Okay. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you're from. Um, like, are you from India? Yeah, I'm from India. I live in Mumbai right now. And I've been on a gap year for the past year. But I graduated from Oberoi International School um, in May of 2020. And I was an IB student. Oh, okay. That's very interesting. So what, mm-hmm. were, what were your subjects that you took? Like your subject combination for IB? Right. So I took just to like explain what the idea is, you take six subjects, you take three as HR subjects, which means higher level subjects. So the curriculum is a little bit more difficult and you have more academic responsibilities. And then you take three other subjects as your SL subjects. Those are standard level subjects. Um, I took biology HR, theater HR, and business management HR, and English um, language and literature SL, French SL, and math SL. Oh, okay. That's very interesting. So um, what other like activities were you involved in at school? Um, I've been super into film and writing and directing since I was young. Um, And so during school, I did a lot of that. And I mostly just worked on different aspects of film. So if I was in writing my own, I was producing someone else's or I was working in like a pre-professional environment where I'm helping another screenwriter who's, you know, got a bigger project or I'm like hosting film festivals at school. So I was mainly involved with that. Um, And I did most of my um, extracurriculars that I spoke about anyway in my application were during my gap year because that is when I wanted to explore new things and that's mainly what I took that gap year for and I think that just for the purposes of this podcast if we do address extracurricular activities I'd rather speak about those I feel like they would be more helpful yeah okay that's that's very interesting um and yeah we do have a few questions on extracurriculars so we can come to that later um, so in general, how did you find the college application process? Um, I think it is stressful and there's so much information that it can be very overwhelming. I remember when I was starting my college apps, there were students who'd already done their essays and I just didn't know what I would even write about. And I didn't know if my scores were good enough or, you know, how to just go about the process. But I think Um, I took it one step at a time. I also, I think I had a bit of a head start because I'd seen it all happen um, the year before. Um, So I kind of need a lot going into it that, you know, I have to write an essay or I have to write a common app for the US anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that for that reason, it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Um, But yeah. 
very stressful. Okay, yeah, for sure. College applications are a lot of work and it is, yeah. it can get really stressful. Um, yeah. So if I ask you, like if you put yourself in the admission officer's shoes, right? What do you think mm-hmm. actually got you into Duke? Um, I would say that even based on like their questions and now that I'm speaking to students there and I'm, you know, a bit more in touch with the faculty before starting, mm-hmm. I can tell that they value diversity a lot, not just in terms of, you know, if you're an international student or not, or if you take a box, but more in your interests and kind of your passion. So if you come to them and say, I like these three different subjects that don't seem like they correlate in any way on paper, but I can explain to you why I think they correlate. I think that's what they're looking for, or at least that's what they saw in me, where I had these very different interests. Even when I told you about my IB subjects, they seem like all over the place, but I have like a specific way of putting them together. And I think they saw that in my application a lot and in my extracurriculars as well. So I feel like that's what got me in. Okay, yeah, that's a that's a very insightful perspective for sure. So, when you took a gap year, right? Like, how did you utilize your gap year like perfectly? What what all did you? What were you involved in? Um. So I did research. I did three research papers over the course of nine months, mm-hmm. and two of them were supervised, and one of them I did on my own. But um, if you've done the IB, I used like the EE format, which was approximately 4,000 words and, you know, like a knowledge question and those types of things. And I thought that format really helped. Um, But that was mostly because I wanted to get a more in-depth perspective on subjects that I hadn't taken in school. So like neuroscience, which I'm planning on majoring in potentially, I didn't have any real life experience. And so I thought that if I could do a research essay type of thing, it would give me a better insight into what being a student um, in that specific subject would be like. And that was one of my priorities for my gap year before I even took one. I said, I'm going to think about the subjects that I want to major in or potentially major in and then gain experience in that. Outside of research papers, I took a lot of Coursera courses, which I know people don't really think are very productive, but I just feel like they give you a very quick taste of what it would be like to sit in a professor's class and listen to a lecture on, you know, the subject that you're thinking about studying. And especially if you haven't taken that as a student in high school, I think that that experience might be very helpful. Um, And I worked on film and writing a lot and I published a poetry book. So again, all over the place, but it was very rooted to my growth as Tanya and not I want to do these things for a college application or, you know, like resume related things. They were just ideas that came to me and I wanted to pursue them. And I think that's a big difference between what I would have done when I, while I was still in high school and applying to university and what I did after I'd gotten in and I, you know, knew, okay, I, I've gotten in, I'm not worried now, what would I do as a student to grow? I think that's a really important point for all the high school students who are listening to this because um, oftentimes they get confused 
asked to, like, okay, I need to do this or X, Y, Z for my resume, but it's rather what you actually like to do. And I think you, yeah. you've done that really well. Yeah, that's really fascinating that you were involved in so many, like it was like a wide range of um, activities and that's really cool. So um, my next question would be, again, based off of like a social bias, right? Like in society, it's like um, everyone has this, uh, miss not everyone but most people have this misconception that if you don't have this particular a plus or like you don't have this grade or you don't have like a proper like you know a 4.0 gpa then you your chances of getting into like really good schools drop down like immediately and it's like oh your life is over what do you have to say about that um i think that pressure definitely exists you're right and I also don't want to blame students for having that because it is drilled into us so much from, you know, college counselors and parents and, you know, other like seniors who've gotten in and you compare your resume and your grades to them to, you know, find like a perfect fit because it, the whole like college application thing is just so insane. Like there's no right answer and it's all such a luck thing and so it can be difficult to navigate especially when you don't know where you're going to get in um, um and so I don't blame students but I think that um to a certain extent it is also true you do need you need to be a good student in in the most general way that I can say that to be able to get into let's say t20 schools right and if that has been your goal or if that is your goal then you do need to receive a certain threshold of grades but that threshold isn't defined i don't think and it changes with each year i mean you could just take this year as an example with covid and you know the whole situation um i applied the year before and so that's when um standardized testing was like you had to have standardized testing to be able to apply even and this year that wasn't true so that in itself is such a big difference in any student's application I mean there could be a student who has that 4.2 perfect GPA but they don't really do well on standardized testing and so they wouldn't be eligible to apply in a in many schools where they could potentially fit in and you know do really well and thrive but just because of that one kind of um, caveat they're not able to apply or get in um, and this year I think changed that so I would say even like looking forward I think that U.S. is going to ease up on the um, standardized testing a little bit but um, if you still as a student if you're listening and you think that um, getting good grades and or, a, or better grades than the 75th percentile let's say of your dream school would help your chance um, would help your chances and you're asking me that then I would definitely agree I mean if you can get those scores and you should try but also don't place unnecessary pressure on yourself because at the end of the day it's not that those things are gonna make or break you know there's a hundred different things that are also being judged simultaneously as your grades so look at it in conjunction rather than just focusing on one aspect I definitely agree to that. Uh, and that's that's really um, important for all the listeners to take note of. So considering that 
um, this year was a different year. Like as you said, COVID and um, the standardized testing got like some schools didn't require it at all and some made it optional. So considering all of that, right? And I think this is this year was one of the most competitive years for applying to college just because a lot of people who didn't have the scores also applied to like the T20 schools, right? Like, and there were a lot of kids with gap years and like there was the, the application pool like increased by like a lot, right? So yeah. to as an advice to like the future students who are applying, what do you think they could do possibly to stand out? Um. I think in general, just do your best. That's all I can say. I mean, if you ask me for a film student, what can you do to stand out? Then I would give you more specific advice. But, um, you know, if you're just like everyone else, if you're just a student and you're trying to do your best, I think that's really all you can do. I would maybe also suggest applying to more schools than you would normally. Um, I got rejected by my safety and I got into some of my dream schools. So, you know, it, it was such a minefield to kind of navigate. And I think the sheer volume of schools I was able to apply to made me feel better that even if I got into one out of the many schools I've applied into, I would have a chance. Whereas normally, like the year before, I would have only applied to maybe five, right? So I would say apply to more schools and um Think about like, and this is kind of conflicting advice, but think about your fit. Like, if you don't think that this is a school that you would give your 100% to or even commit to, then maybe don't apply there. <laughs> I know what I said just is super contradictory, but um, find your fit and find many schools that are in your fit instead of applying to only the competitive schools, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. So um, now that like you've, you you said that you've been interacting with people from Duke and like, you know, you have like a little bit more understanding of how this, like how the things work in your college, right? So yeah. how would you describe like, so um, everyone researches on their colleges, just like you said, to find their fit college when they're applying. So um, based off of your research and what you're seeing right now, like I know it's online and we you haven't started yet, but like from whatever you've experienced, how would you define like the different aspects of your college, like be it social or um, anything, like just, just anything and everything? And do you think it was any different from what you perceived it to be? Um. I think it was super similar, which I'm very thankful for. Duke has the reputation of having very smart students and very students that do really well in class, but they also are very social and outgoing and warm and friendly. And that's exactly the experience that I'm having. And I feel very lucky for that. And I think in the US specifically, um, a lot of schools that are, like you said, in the T20 list, can't do have an environment that's more toxic or that's more maybe not toxic but more competitive let's say and I think that Duke is very unique in that it has all of those qualities of having great professors and great academics and internships and all of those things while also preserving like 
and some semblance of a student life where people are happy to come to school and you know go to class and meet their friends um and that was very important to me even as i applied and um i think that holds true for duke in all aspects um i also love the breadth of options that i have at duke i mean let's say for film or something i thought oh there'd be two clubs that i could potentially choose between i think there are 14 clubs that i can choose between wow. and it's constantly like there's so many things to do when you have like the time and the options to do them and um i just feel very lucky to have been accepted and to be able to go so i think that and that is mostly what i got from my research as well and uh, from speaking to students before i applied and I think that in my experience it has helped you so far. That is super cool. Yeah. Um so uh one of the last few questions I have for you is um for the college application process the essays are like a big thing, right? Like we all have so many essays to write. So um how did you go about approaching your essays? Um so for the US specifically you have the common app essay and then supplementals for each uni or applying to right? right so i did the common app first because i knew that that would stay the same for all of the unis i was applying to mm-hmm. and then um i made a list of five things that i wanted to tell each university about um so two of them were more to do with my extracurriculars and then two of them had to do with who I was as an individual so my identity and my experiences and those types of things <clears throat> um sorry and one of them was more about my background and um my future plans and that type of thing so i mostly just used those five aspects and then i put those into essays so if let's say for you got two essays i split those five into the two essays so i spoke about three of the aspects in one essay that had maybe a longer word count and then the other two aspects in the other essay and that's kind of how i was able to navigate each um supplemental for each university because the word limit they give you is different and you don't want to be copy pasting each essay but i think because i used this weird method it helped me to stay to do what i wanted to tell them um while also making um examples and I don't know catering each essay to that university so I was able to show them why I was a good fit for them and why they were a good fit for me um and one of my friends actually recommended this method to me so I would say if you're you know starting out and you're writing your essays I would maybe make a list of 5 to 6 things you want to tell each university and then stick to that okay yeah so um other than this like um you answered my next question as well uh but other than the uh, splitting of the um pointers that they should write in their essay do you have any other suggestions for um current high school seniors in terms of how they should probably go about writing their essays um i would say do multiple drafts um and have your friends and your teachers read them which i know most people do anyway but i think don't get overwhelmed by other people's essays and essays online just be true to what you're writing and the more drafts that you do the more um eloquent your points will become the more sharp you will sound and everything like you just have to keep working on your essay rather than comparing your 
everything that you're writing to somebody else and don't put it off to the end minute <laughs> don't do that because that will hurt you just start before start a couple months before and plan everything out you know give yourself deadlines um and stick to those okay yeah that's um those are like really valuable advice points so lastly um do you have any other message that you would want to convey to the high school students who are listening to this podcast um i would say i know it's very scary to go into this and it is just so not just scary it feels terrifying because you think you're making like this is and make or break for your entire life but it's not everyone or like almost everyone that i know is going to go do masters or they're going to do big things in their life even if they didn't get into t20 schools and that even though it's a good goal to have i don't think you should place your self worth on the uni you get into um and don't diminish yourself don't do yourself a disservice by labeling other people as smart just because they got into one uni or you didn't or vice versa you know this is not a reflection of your worth it's just where you're going to spend the next four years of your life also um and four years is nothing by the way it's going to rush past you and you're going to be like oh i have my degree now i guess i have to get a job um i would also say if you're a senior in high school this is like the most stressful time for you i would say while yes working hard and you know making deadlines and doing everything right that you're supposed to be doing take time for yourself and spend time with your friends i mean i have not seen my friends in a year because they you know because of the pandemic and also because a lot of them have left for uni and i just wish that i cherished my time as a senior um so yeah <laughs> yeah okay that was very wholesome and it had um other points as well as to how they should look at college um thank you tanya that was it was a really nice talk with you today you too